right, today on episode number 14, we are talking with Mary Bue today. And Mary Bue is the founder of a newly opened Imbue yoga studio, and that's in Minneapolis here. Uh, along with being a yoga studio owner, Mary's also an indie musician and registered yoga teacher in the Vinny Yoga tradition, which we're going to talk a little bit more about um, what that is on the podcast today. And then along with being a musician, she's also ran 10 half marathons and one full marathon. She is a nature lover and a vegan. So we're going to get to know Mary a little bit more today. And every link um, that Mary discusses will be put in the show notes. So enjoy our conversation. Sapphire training helps the on-the-go woman feel more energetic, find her inner peace, and become more powerful by creating a fitness lifestyle she loves. Hi, Mary. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Andrea? I'm doing great. Good. So I wanted to start with a little bit of background information. So can you tell me, how did you get started in music? Oh, I, I have always been in music since I was a young girl. I sang in church choirs and then played in band. I played alto saxophone. And um, my mom actually bribed me to take piano lessons in fourth grade because <laughs> awesome. I did not want to play piano. But I'm so glad she did because it went on to, um, I put out six albums and done all this touring, but, but yeah, so I started really young singing, then piano, and then in eighth grade, I got into electric guitar and then acoustic guitar and then back to electric. So it's kind of been this lifelong love of mine for sure. Do you have a favorite instrument then? Right now it's electric guitar. Yeah, I was p primarily a pianist forever. And then I just felt like I wanted to rock out a little more. So I've been just, I took lessons for a while and I'll probably start up lessons again and then learn my scales. And it's so fun playing with effects pedals and getting distortion and echo and all sorts of cool, crazy effects. So it's like, I'm like a kid in a candy store with that. <laughs> Love it. Love yeah. it. So <laughs> you incorporate that into your yoga classes too? I do. I, um, Mostly, I kind of do a balance of having some background music just on like my iPod or silence. And then, but at the end, I wrote a song um, for Shavasana. So Shavasana is like that last posture where you, if for anyone who hasn't practiced yoga yet, it's that last posture in a lot of classes where you lay on the ground on your back and just let all of the pot, all of the stretches um, integrate into your body. And I, so I wrote this song about, um, the breath and just like letting go and, you know, returning to your life after the chimes ring. And, and sometimes I'll chant like just acapella. So yeah. That sounds amazing. Ooh, come. I can't wait to try. <laughs> I can't wait to sing I'm to you very and practice with you. <laughs> yes. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so do you have any interesting like tour stories or anything that you did while you were touring with your music? Oh, there are so many, so many weird times. So I've toured almost all, almost all the States. I think I've, I'm at like 42 right now. Um, so, well, one thing I try and tour like really healthy, like just, so I always like pack a, I'm vegan. So I always pack a cooler and I go running when I have time and do yoga when I have time. But, um, actually one of the most memorable times was in Northern Minnesota. So not too far. It was up on the Gunflint trail and I was in this old lodge and um, I started singing. And this was when I was doing my solo piano music. And this um, Anishinaabe young man was really taken by 
my song and he left and came back and brought me a gift. And I'm, it's like a very sacred, um, a very sacred item that like, I, I don't even know if I should own, (laughs) but he gave it to me because he said that my song reminded him of his cousin who passed away when she was 13 and that her, her name, he, she used to write songs like kind of similar to what I was doing. So it like reminded him. And he said that, um, her name meant the way the sun reflects on ripples of water. Oh my gosh. Isn't that beautiful. pretty? Oh. I, I was like, I've just been thinking about that a lot. Cause that was quite a while ago. And I always, I have that, that item in like a really special place wherever I, I move. And so, yeah, it's, that's like, so you special. just never know, like, who will like it or who it will touch. And so it's like, I think just in general terms of touring, like, it's all about the people that I get to meet, you know, in different parts of the country and, and even, you know, locally, just who music lovers all around. It's really special. <laughs> I'm sure that is awesome meeting all yeah. the different types of people. Yeah. You know, different trends then, and depending on what part of the U.S. you're in. Yeah, trends as far as music or like as far people as people and like just the way people are and like fast paced environment. Oh, yeah. Part of the country that's go, go, go more. For sure. Like the East Coast, of course, yeah. is super fast. Um, and the West Coast, too. There's, you know, just way more people. I feel like in um, more rural environments there, people are just take they take it a little slower, take more time to hang out and chat. And but a lot of times, like like in L.A., they kind of book shows like depending on the venue, it's like one, one act and then their people come and then they leave their audience leaves. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, it's the other act and then all of their fans come and then they leave. And it's just like this sort of like shuffling and like crazy. Like you don't just sit for a whole entire show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A little stressful, but I mean, that depends on the venue too, but yeah. Speaking of stress, do you ever meditate then? Does that play a part in your life? I totally do. I, I meditate, I try and meditate 10 minutes a day and I have this really cool app called Insight Timer. Yes. Do you know about that? Yes. Yeah. I just downloaded it. I haven't used it oh, yet though. <laughs> it's great. It's really cool because, well, you can um, pick the kind of bell or chime or gong sounds that you like and then it logs your minutes. And so like you set like 10 minute and a gong will ring at the start and if you at the end and, um, and there's like a social network too, if you want to like friend people that are also, so like every time after you meditate, it says you just meditated with 1900 people across the country. And it shows like a map of where they are. It's really neat. That's it's cool. really, it feels That's like cool. a sense of community then. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, meditation, um, 10 minutes, it's really not that long, but when you're sitting for 10 minutes and trying to be quiet, it's, it's hard. Do you Um, do guided meditation at all, or you just pretty much are kind of in the zone? I'm pretty much in the zone. I, I, um, feel like I need to switch it up a little bit and get into more, try different forms of it, but I do breath counting like up to four. So I, I do like inhale, exhale, and that's one inhale, exhale, two inhale, exhale, three inhale, exhale, four, and then repeat. And that's just like a, to keep, um, and sometimes I'll, I'll count up to like 20 and that shows me that I've like lost my focus, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six. And so then I bring it back and all it is about just bringing it back to the breath, you know? So, yeah. But I really feel that, so I've been doing it consistently for about five years, um, maybe even seven years. 
since my teacher training, but I feel that it has really made me, um, emotionally more strong. Like I can like snap myself out of like really heated emotions. Okay. Fair, like way quicker than I used to be. I really think that it's like helped to ground me. Oh, like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I found too. That's where I'm like for grounding purposes. I can tell if I haven't done it in a while. Cause then I'm like here, 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 instead of present. Totally. So yeah, that's one of the things that I love. But I'm still working on getting to the point where I can just sit and think nothing. I usually always have to have that guided meditation to kind of keep me Mm -hmm. where I'm at. (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah. And it's so like the monkey mind, you know, like just one thought and the other thought. And like, I don't know if they're like, I have barely ever found just pure space of nothing. Like it's always just like the chatter. But then afterwards, there's a calmness, I feel like. Like I always feel like I've like a little, um, it's very good first thing in the day to just kind of cleanse the palate, you know? (laughs) Well, that's where, I mean, if anyone's listening and they're like, oh, I haven't started meditating or I can't settle down. Like you've been doing it for, you know, five to seven years. I've been doing it for about three years and both of us still have that monkey mind going on. So don't get, you know, frustrated if you're just starting out because it's, it really is a lifelong practice. It is. And like, you don't have to do 10 minutes, three minutes, start mm-hmm. with three minutes, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and you don't have to sit upright and like really, really tall spine on like a special cushion. You can just like even rest on your back or like up against the wall. You know, it's, it's people have this vision of like how they have to meditate. I have to be good at it. And it's like, ah, just start, just try it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Especially if you're busy. I mean, like since becoming a mom, I'm kind of like, oh, if I can sneak in a couple minutes here and there. Great. <laughs> that yeah, I can't even imagine for sure. <laughs> Kiddo running around. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or um, hanging <laughs> holding. <laughs> yeah, right now holding. Yeah. Eventually running around. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so then what else got you like inspirational for your music? Who else inspires you? Oh, um early on it was Tori Amos and Ani DeFranco. Like I've always loved like female solo acts um just like a a spectrum of voices and like different like very usually very emotional and I'm I'm uh very much into lyrics and words so I like I need like really poetic lyrics and interesting lyrics so both Tori and Ani DeFranco like Tori Amos Ani DeFranco had were really big for me like in high school and um so I'm I just turned 35 so like when so this was like in the nineties and, um, I was into like grunge. So Nirvana, of course, and Smashing Pumpkins were my first big concert. And, um, I really liked kind of a little more obscure, uh, lady bands like Juliana Hatfield. And she just came out with a new one. She's awesome. And, um, she's, do you know who Paul Westerberg is from the replacements? No, Mm, he's like a big Minnesota, like Oh yeah. Check him out. But they just did like a, I haven't checked out. They did a like duet kind of thing that I'm like super stoked to hear more of. And then this band called belly, I was really into. So like these kind of, I kind of like obscure, um, like sort of like not totally super huge acts. Um, but they were like huge in like little areas, you know? Um, but yeah, so lyrics are huge and like the emotional, piece and I usually kind of gravitated gravitated towards like more depressing melancholy music and now that's like changed quite a bit but 
Oh, that's totally 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, totally. so morbid and oh, so, <laughs> everything's so dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> that hit the time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then how did you get into yoga? Oh, so um, interesting. Like I, well, I think my first like what sort of got me into like the mindfulness practice was I took Taekwondo when I was in seventh grade and that was my first time meditating. Um, before we did our practices, we did sparring and like kicks and punches and stuff and break, uh, breaking boards and cool stuff. Um, but every, before every session we would meditate and just the teacher had us think about like a really beautiful place in nature. So like, so I would always think of like my favorite place in the forest or like a waterfall or the ocean. And just like, he would have us like visualize nature for like a few minutes. And I loved that. And, and then when I was around, I think 14, I was, I always got 17 magazine. Do you remember that? Oh, like yeah. those like teeny bopper. Yeah. <laughs> and so they had, uh, and I just found it. I framed it actually. They had a, what got me into yoga or what like part, speak, but uh, piqued my interest was, um, there was like a three posture feature in the 17 magazine about yoga and talking about like how the author was like sort of nervous about it. But then she found that it really calmed her and was pretty cool. But it was just a woman sitting cross-legged with her arms out. And that was the first pose. And you could hold that with your slow, long breath for like a few minutes. And then the other one was up dog. And then I don't, I don't remember what the last posture was, but and that, I thought that was pretty cool, and I tried those. So that and was then, back before yoga was as popular as it is. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I was like, what is this? This is so cool. And then um, when, I'm, when I started, I went to University of Minnesota in Duluth, and I, I started as a, a senior in high school, and my parents let me do, it's called post-secondary. And so um, high school students in Minnesota, if they seek it out, can like, if they get good grades and stuff, can go take college credit. So so they let me go live in the dorms when I was 17 at UMD. And I met a friend who was really into yoga. Her mom was really into yoga. And she had this book called um, Richard Hittleman's 28 Pose Yoga Practice or something. Have you heard of that? No. And it was like this like book that had tons of pictures. And it was like all about yoga for the housewife. <laughs> and how to... <laughs> like so like not... You see anymore, oh, but gosh. like yoga for the housewife because just doing chores around the house isn't going to keep you totally in shape. So, to tone and get calm, like here are some different things you can do. Oh, but it was gosh. really cool how it laid out like you would do like one thing for a week and then, or no, it was 28 days. So, you do a few things first day and then it would build and build and build into more complicated. So, it's cool. Yeah. And then, and then um, I actually started taking. I was a psychology major and the head of the department at the time was just had moved from um, Southern California and was really into this style of psychology called transpersonal psychology. So, and that's like all about like um, the spiritual aspects of psychology and like looking into altered states of consciousness, like things like meditation and yoga and and like Buddhism and just like different Eastern thought as well as like LSD experimentation and, you know, just like beyond, um, like the, the humanistic, just like kind of heart level or person to person therapy, like going into these like more like spiritual realms of therapy. So he, um, his name is Bud McClure. He had, um, 
in his curriculum, meditation classes and yoga classes once a week in, in his transpersonal psychology course. And there was one called psychology for personal development. So like, I actually got really into yoga in college too. Yeah. You went to some very progressive stuff. I mean, being in 17 and up at college back in probably what the late nineties. Yeah. Um, so I, yep. I started college in 98 yeah. and then I, I graduated. Um, it took me, you know, a little longer. So I graduated <laughs> 2003, which I guess isn't that much longer, but, and then I did, I started my, I finally went for, to teacher training in 2009. Okay. Yeah. So what took you like the delay? Like, did you just do your music career in the meantime? And then you kind of were drawn back into yoga? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I, so after college I moved to Rhode Island Okay. and uh, I moved to Providence just because I wanted the East Coast music scene and I had family in uh, uh, right outside of Providence that I stayed with for a little bit. And I in Rhode Island actually is where I met the first teacher of my lineage that I went to study okay. like in more in depth. It's called Vinny Yoga. We talked about this the other day. Yes. And um, and so so I was doing music mostly, but also like practicing yoga on the side and um I actually moved back to Minnesota after two years because I wanted to get a degree in nutrition. Oh, interesting. And yeah, like, so I wanted to go back to UMD and get my prereqs for, because I didn't take any, like, biology or chemistry or anything like that. But then on my move back, I decided, no, I still need to give music a go. (laughs) And so I did a few more years of that. And when I was living in Minneapolis in 2007, I had a booking agent and I was doing pretty well and getting like good press. And, but I just like was feeling this like conflict about like this conflict about the business and like the striving and the pressure to try and be successful as a musician. And there's tons of competition and like internal, like there's a lot of criticism and, you know, it's really based on people liking your music, like, you know, how popular you get. And, mm-hmm. and I was just struggling cause it's like such a part of my heart. And like, my music is not exactly like easy. I mean, sort of, it's not easy listening. I mean, some <laughs> of it is, but, but it's like very emotional. And, and I decided, um, to move to Seattle to study yoga and just try something different and get a new perspective and also check out the music on the, on the West coast. But Yeah kind of a journey to get there. (laughs) So is most of the music you write then, is that all like coming from you and like personal experiences? Mm -hmm. So it's raw and real? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I write about like fictional, like it's not like I, I, me, 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 this Mm -hmm. happened to me. It's a little more um, up for interpretation, like Mm -hmm. some, some like stream of consciousness, consciousness, poetry and some some's pretty literal and maybe embellished, you know, so it's like becomes a story. It's not like totally like I, Mary Bew did this, you know? Yeah. But a lot of it, it comes, it comes from like, we write a, write about what we know, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's, it comes a lot from stuff I've gotten through for sure. Ah. Yes. And I'll have you a link if anyone's interested in listening to your stuff also in the show notes. So Yay, thank you. your music there as well. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm sure people are curious now to listen. I hope so. <laughs> so now you're kind of into a new journey of your life and you're opening a yoga studio in Minneapolis. Yes. Tell me, how, how did that come about? <laughs> it came about so quickly and so fast. So, um, so I've been living in Duluth for the last five years and teaching yoga there a ton. Um, and just about 
I guess like in December, November, December, I had thought, you know, I kind of want to teach in Minneapolis once a month because I used to live here and just to get a more urban vibe and I'm vegan. So there's really good vegan shopping and eating here. And, um, and so I thought once a month, that'd be cool. I could see my friends and do some city things. And I come down here a lot for music anyway. And I had just thought that. And my friend, um, Elisa wrote to me and said, Oh, there's this yoga studio across the street from where I work. And it seems like they're open to people renting. So if you ever want to come and teach down here, that might be cool. And I was, I hadn't even mentioned it to her. I don't even talk to her that often. So she just kind of picked up on what you were manifesting. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's awesome. I know. And so I emailed it, you, the studio used to be called yoga for everybody. And it was very, it had a very like, um, she did a lot of her classes are, uh, yoga for, um, yoga for larger bodies and kind of like that curvy, like, um, all bodies welcome, which is totally what I'm going, like what fits in with my mission of just like, not, you don't have to be like a super skinny, super bendy, put your leg over your head kind of person. So I connected with her and, and she was open to me teaching once a month. So I taught my first class in January down there and, three days and it was great. It was full. It was like such a good vibe. And then three days later, she said she can't keep the studio anymore because of personal reasons. And I took a day to think about it. And I was like, I'm going to ask her if I could take it over, if that would be weird. And she, she totally was not weirded out and gave me all the info and all the you know, connection to her landlord, whose name is Krishna. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes. He's like a, owns a construction company. Oh like he's gosh. like this like total American construction company. He's he awesome. No, not, no, not that I know of, but <laughs> isn't yeah, that cool? <laughs> that was awesome. And I really, I liked him immediately. And so like two weeks later, I signed the lease to start in April. So it would just happen within like three months. Yeah. Yeah. Super fast. Yep. So I took over the space in April and then remodeled, put in a bamboo floor and painted and we're doing, um, I made like sort of a reception area in the front and we're going to have like a custom sign painted out front too. And that's hopefully we'll be there. It will be there by the grand opening. Yes. Manifest it. I know. (laughs) Yeah. We're just waiting for the permits. Who knew there were such crazy like regulations on permits for signage. It's insane. (laughs) But yeah. That's awesome. And in terms of like yoga that you're practicing, I know you're into Vini yoga. Can you Mm -hmm. tell everyone what Vini yoga is if they're not familiar? Sure. So Vini yoga, um, if you think of your classic Hatha poses, so Hatha is just an umbrella term for all the physical um, postures that we do, you know, our up dog and down dog and warriors and just the the classic stretches that you see. Um, So think about those postures, but Vini yoga does this thing where you move, you link your movement to your breath. So, and the idea behind it, so just for example, you'll inhale and move into warrior and then exhale, come back to your neutral stance where you just started. So you'll inhale and you'll do that maybe three or six times. And it's, um, a few different philosophies, like, um, you're bringing circulation to those parts of your body before you go in for a longer stretch. So a lot of times you'll come in and out, do like three to six reps and then stay for like six or 12 breaths. So you're bringing circulation before going in for the longer stretch rather than going in cold. 
that makes sense. Yeah. And then, um, you're also repatterning your, um, you're changing your patterns of movement. So say if your typical way to go into warrior, your knee is like moving inward rather than right out over your foot. Like if you're moving in and out and really paying attention to how you're moving in and out with your knee right over your foot, then you're retraining your habitual pattern of movement. So yeah, it's great. And I, I just was like, I got into teaching. I wanted to teach cause I, I was doing really strong, like core power style, but then I was really drawn to this like super safe, like more, um, like adaptable. So another part of Vinny yoga is, um, adapting the posture to fit each person's body rather than like forcing them into the f- perfect posture. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. if you've had an injury, it's, you are going to do something different than the person next to you. Everyone is going to do something different than the person next to them. And, um, so it's really about, um, not looking into the mirror or not looking at the one person standing next to you and just like going for the intention of the posture. So if the intention is to open the chest and you're not feeling openness in the chest, we'll do something. We'll adapt the arms so that you are, you know, so that's cool. And then we also do a lot with, um, stabilizing the low back and sacral area because that can be strained super easily. So in my classes, you'll do a lot of, um, back bend, like, um, mini cobras, like to warm up your low back and like bridges and things just to get that really nice, even in prenatal, we won't do anything on the belly, but, um, just things to warm the low back. So it's like more stable and warm before doing like asymmetrical stretching. And then I think there's one other thing. Oh, just like the, the method of sequencing, um, and keep trying to keep it elegant and not like a popcorn feel up and down and like, and, um, and that is, that is the challenge too. Like, like internally, if you're feeling as a teacher, like a little, like, Oh, and then that reflects out, but that, that's kind of with anything in life. But <laughs> yeah. oh, I, yeah. I mean, I love that. It's totally exactly the type of yoga I personally love. Um, I'm like a, I'm not into the hot yoga. It's just not mm-hmm. my thing. Like I just, mm-hmm. I've tried and it's, I, I don't like it. Um, yeah. I prefer, you know, without mirrors. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just actually spoke about that in my last podcast about the mirrors and like, having a mini breakdown, you know, like looking at my body and I'm like, Oh, oh no, God. I just had a baby and you know, I'm that's breaking the, down. That's the worst. And so then you're like totally not in the yoga after you're like breaking down about that. And so I love that that's just kind of, you know, you're in your own head, you're in your mm-hmm. own space, you know, and that's, I mean, a lot of it in yoga is practicing from that safe place and like being comfortable with being you and not forcing yourself to look like everyone else. Exactly. So that sounds like a perfect yoga studio for anyone who's like myself, who's not uh, the most flexible. I love doing yoga. And that's where I'm like, I'm not flexible. And I like to empower people who aren't flexible to give it a shot. I mean, it's for everyone. Totally. Totally. Oh, it's great. I love it. Oh, that's like to hear you say, sorry, the the thing about the flexible piece, like people are like, I can't touch my toes. And like, that's like the most common thing I hear. But, but for me, it's more about stretching the low back rather than touching your toes. So bend your knees and, you know, go ch- change it up a little bit and just start start where you are. So I love that about like it is you, you just don't have to be able to put your foot behind your head, you know, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, what other type of yoga are you going to offer at your studio? 
So I'm going to offer, um, I have this week a, two Kundalini teachers starting. So Kundalini um, also has the physical piece of yoga, all those postures we were just talking about, but they do um, meditation and breath work. So it's, and a little bit of chanting too. So if you want to have like, like, I guess this, the kind I teach can be, have a spiritual way to it, but I really talk, I personally talk just mostly about what's going on in the body and a little bit about calming the mind. But, but if you want like a little more spiritual aspect, uh, Kundalini, um, can help tap into, you know, a little more, um, connection, I guess, with the people you're practicing with, like, like chanting in a group is so beautiful and, and meditation and breath work. Those are the, um, third and fourth limbs of yoga that are really, so there's eight limbs of yoga and Westerners mostly just practice the third, you know, mm-hmm. the asana, yep. uh, which I'm sure you studied in your training yep. too. And those are the poses for anyone. Yep. They're like, what's asana? Yeah. Asana. Pose. Yep. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, I think Kundalini is like such a cool, um, you're getting just way more in that practice, uh, you know, like a very, um, well-rounded yeah. practice. So I have, um, I have, uh, and one of those, the Saturday one is going to have a journaling component. Oh my goodness. Love it. Yeah. I'm so excited to take her class. And so it'll be like Kundalini meditation, yoga, breath work with like, um, journaling prompts and like free writing prompts. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's like a total self-care class. Totally. Yeah. I love it. So Kundalini. And then, um, I am speaking with, actually three teachers this week. Um, so the grand opening is June 11th. So I'm trying to like solidify my, my schedule for the summer. Um, someone, someone is going to come on and do like a power vinyasa, like a stronger. So vinyasa means flow. And that's like the, the moving, if the moving from posture to posture with the breath, um, a little different than what I teach, but I also teach that a little bit. Um, and that's probably what most people are familiar with is that vinyasa. So like the sun salutations, if anyone's ever said that in the class, Um, if you've had that, that's probably the class style that you were in. Totally. Yeah. Like the core power and the hot yoga. Um, and my studio isn't, um, functioning as a hot yoga place. It's, you know, it'll be warm, but it won't be, (laughs) it won't be hundred degrees, but no, (laughs) no. Um, so yeah, we'll have a stronger, um, flow vinyasa flow class, uh, or a couple times a week. And then, um, I am also talking to a kids yoga instructor for Saturday afternoons and she'll probably do a preschool and like a six to nine age group. So that'll be cool. And then, um, also a yin instructor. And so yin is like holding postures. It's very slow holding postures for three to five minutes sometimes, maybe, you know, depending on your body and and that'll be like a really nice evening class. And I also have a restorative, so kind of similar, using props to like just lay there and just relax. So love, love. yeah, I'm just trying to get like a nice range of like something for everyone. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. And then you had said something about for runners too. Yes. Yep. I have a um, Tuesday night and I think I'll do a Thursday, like early, early morning too. But yeah. So yoga for runners and, and bikers and just like athletes in general. Cause I think that, um, you know, when you're working out and training so much, you get like, uh, really strong in certain areas and then like you compensate in other areas. So like runners have like the huge quads and then the upper body sometimes is like, and with bikers too, you're hunching forward a little bit, really tight hamstrings a lot, hips, you know, and like, 
we neglect our core sometimes. So it's so the yoga for runners is going to be about like slower stretches, a little bit of so warming up to get to get to be able to stretch longer and a lot of quads, a lot of hips, a little bit of core, some meditation component because like when we hit the wall, like to be able to like come through that, like with the mind. And so, yeah, I love oh. It's so, oh, and we'll do like tennis ball fascia release. So like sitting on a tennis ball and like giving yourself a butt massage. I know it's a little weird, but, and like at the bottoms of the feet. So just things that maybe we don't, we neglect to do like as active people, like. Yes. Making the time for it. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Love it. Yay. Thank you. Um, So then what are kind of the biggest lessons that you've learned in music and from doing yoga? Oh, well, um. I was thinking about that a little bit, um, a lot actually, but I think together, um, really being self-reliant, I guess is the bit is big. Um, and like true to, so in hand with that, like being true to myself and like true to my muse, true to the kind of yoga that I love and like, not like trying to cater to the masses and like what's popular. Um, and I find like, like, when, and it's interesting, like right now, musically, I'm dealing with a few, like I have a a troll on YouTube who's really mean. (laughs) And then I had someone do a rant about me on Craigslist because I changed genre genres from piano to this like more indie rock. And I still do both, but, but just like this, um, this criticism that kind of comes from like doing something a little different than what's popular. Mm-hmm. And same with yoga. I, since I don't teach like the super strong power of vinyasa, I think maybe people who are really, that's all they want to do. And they try my class. Like I can just tell that it's like not what they like or what they're used to. And it's just like being really like, well, this is like what is for my heart. And you know, I'm do. it's so um, conflicting because everything I'm doing is so public like I'm teaching and actually when I'm teaching, so the, the, I'm sort of going on a tangent here, um, right. the, when I'm teaching, it's truly about what's beneficial for the student. Like, it's like, I take me out of the picture. I'm going to try and like do their requests. And like, if they want to start a class, I'm going to tr- do my best to give it to them. And, um, but ke- within the realm of safety, like I really don't bring people into headstands ever or, mm-hmm. you know, um, even shoulder stand because of the neck, like the neck is so vulnerable, but, but like, <clears throat> but being true to, to my lineage, while also trying to give people what they want. And as a performer, being true to like my muse, but also trying to be entertaining. And it's just this sort of like balance as well as like really like knowing what I'm doing, having integrity. Mm -hmm. So so kind of with both things, like, like I know what's like in my heart, you know, and being authentic to, you know, what you want and what you put out there. So how do you deal with criticism? Is there anything that you do to kind of like release that? Oh, um, I, I refrain from, (laughs) um, well, sometimes I cry, (laughs) like I'm really sensitive. Like I'm an artist, so I'm like super sensitive. (laughs) Oh God. Um, so, you know, I do, I do that. And then I'm like, you know, it's just, there are so many millions and billions of people in the world and 
I don't like some things. I don't like a lot of things and not everyone. It's just coming back to that. Like not everyone has to like me. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You know, it's Mm -hmm. have the things you like and that's great. And I have the things I like and that's great. And so it's kind of coming back to that as well as like, like looking whose mouth it's coming from. Like, do they create, do they put themselves on the stage do they make anything and make themselves vulnerable by putting their art into the world or their teaching or their thoughts, you know, or are they just sitting on YouTube and writing negative comments like mm-hmm. for fun, you know, mm-hmm. cause that does not seem fun to me. <laughs> well, that's the saying, you know, like hurt people, hurt people, you know, and, yeah. you know, just kind of being like stepping away exactly. from that. But that's, I mean, sometimes to do that is, can be quite the challenge. So yeah, it's always yeah, interesting it's- to figure out, you know, how do you release that? And, you know, knowing, Hey, a cry every once in a while is yep. what you need. Totally. Totally. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for putting everything that you put out there in the world and being vulnerable. <laughs> I mean, sharing your music and being a yoga teacher. I mean, those are both vulnerable, you know, positions in life and putting it out there is awesome. Thank so you. I That's actually, just- <laughs> I just have one more um, question for you is what do you have anything upcoming that you want to share with everyone? Cause I know that your studio is opening soon and mm-hmm. you got some fun things with that going on. Yeah. So actually the studio is open now and we have like a few classes going on now, but it's just the full schedule starts after a grand opening. So grand opening June 11th. And that's from- Imbue Studios. Yep. Yep. Imbue. Um, imbue yoga. So it's I M B U E and imbue. If you don't know that word, like I found that it's a really little used word. It's a verb and it means to infuse or inspire with a particular quality. So like you, Andrea could be imbued with grace or like imbued with yogic (laughs) qualities or elegance. So yeah, like we all are like imbued with something. Um, so, um, so yeah, imbue yoga, uh, January or sorry not January January. thank god it's not (laughs) June 11th and it starts at three and we're gonna have um, a ribbon cutting and a toast and then some mini classes free mini classes and yo uh live music giveaways for some passes and like different fun things and what else are we doing I think that's it it'll be like three to eight p.m kind of packed like what there there'll be like a schedule with different classes and yeah. And then the, um, the series that I love, um, I love teaching beginners, like mm-hmm. absolute beginners. So I made this series called yoga for the absolute beginner who wants to know what the fuss is all about. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it, it's kind of for people who like, maybe their partner said, you know, you, you could really do some yoga or their friends or their therapist or their doctor. And, and they just are overwhelmed and like, don't know where to start. And, um, or maybe they're like an athlete and their trainer said, maybe try some yoga and that would help balance. So this like breaks it down. Like it's a four week series. It starts, um, Wednesday, June 22nd and in the evening, early evening. And that's like four weeks of like, what do you do when you go to a studio? Like, what what are these props all about? Um, what's this breathing all about? Like, very very simple. And then it builds to like a sun salute. So we do like a lot of alignment, a little bit of philosophy, and um, yeah, just like it's pretty jam packed. Well, so that sounds great. I took Yay. for my teacher training. We had to do a beginner class, and I actually nice. found it quite helpful because I'm like, oh. okay, I wish I would have when I first started taken one because I'm like, I didn't know anything about. A, the breath work because I was just going to like a big box gym and like they don't really talk about it there 
They just kind yeah. of shuffle you through. And then the same with the philosophy. Once I discovered the yoga philosophy, I'm like, wow, this has changed my practice. And so totally. going to one of these beginner classes can really open your mind to what yoga really is all about. Yes. So yes. Awesome. I applaud Yay. you. I applaud you. Thank and then you I have so one last question. I did, okay. not, um, I did not prepare you with this one. So oh. um, I have, since I am all about peaceful power, mm-hmm. um, and peaceful power means something different to everyone. What does peaceful power mean to you? Ooh, I kind of want to go back to that whole like integrity, like standing in your, your body, your experience and being able to reflect with your whole life and go out into the world with like compassion and, um, and kindness and, um, but also like holding true and holding strong to like who, what's in your heart. Um, yeah, that's, that, that, that's kind of how I, I was thinking about your, the name of your podcast and mm-hmm. I really like it. I really Thank like you. it. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, I'd be interested. I'll have to listen to them all and see what other people said. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it was a pleasure having you on and thank, thank you, you so much. It was great. Yay. It was so fun for me. Thank you. It's been awesome to meet you this week. (laughs) Yes. yes. All right. And if you want anything more about Mary, I will have all her um, links in the show notes and you can find out more information there. Awesome. Thank you. Bye everyone. Bye. (laughs)